Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And if you listen to episode number 22 with my guys, K. Scott and Rojo, you will find out that we're focusing OG Therapy on youth questions. So parents are still um, invited to listen to the episodes, but we wanted to focus more on questions for the youth because we recently did an assembly, uh, OG Therapy, our team. So the three of us, K. Scott, Rojo and myself, We had such an amazing experience at the assembly. A bunch of kids after the assembly said, hey, will you answer all of our questions, which we got like over 300 of them. We answer all of our questions on the podcast. So as we were talking about it on the podcast, we thought about it. And OG therapy so far up to this point, up to episode 22, has either been me interviewing people, uh, specifically people that have worked with youth, uh, coaches, athletes. and, And I'm always asking them about their kids. I always ask about their families. And I really started OG therapy to help mostly for men that possibly wouldn't normally listen to a podcast that talks about emotions and feelings. Um, Also, I had uh, counselors and therapists in mind so that they could get some suggestions and ideas just from seeing how I see things and, you know, with my years of experience, how how I, you know, how I help people, right? Um, However, after we got done doing the assembly, so many kids were like, do you have more information? Could we learn more about the stuff that you guys talked about in the assembly? And so I talked to my team and we just said, you know, it just makes sense if we're going to be doing these assemblies, which we are going to be doing these assemblies. This was the second of many more to come that we have a podcast, not just to answer the questions, but also to give the kids the opportunity to listen to some older guys, you know, some OGs, hence the name OG therapy. So this episode, well, last episode, this episode and all the episodes uh, moving forward are going to be focused on more towards uh, youth um, and teenagers, even young adults, but youth in general, preteens, teenagers, and, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds, stuff like that. And then of course, parents, coaches, whoever wants to to listen to how we answer these questions. And, and uh, we're going to be commenting on certain things, doing some reaction videos to things as we, as we go on with OG therapy. So just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, what to expect in the future. And uh, starting on April 17th, uh, we're going to be changing our studio as well. So Kenneth uh, K. Scott, he actually lives in Houston. And so to make it so Kenneth could could be a part of every single episode, um, we're going to be setting up our own home studios. In fact, we're starting on that right now. So on April 17th, we will be, all three of us be talking from our own home studios and so then we'll be able to share with you guys the whole entire episode, but our our points of view and us weighing in. After that, later on in the month of April, we will be doing OG therapy teen support groups. Now, these are support groups are going to be very similar to my quit trip and support groups that um, many of you have heard me talk about for many years on the podcast. Um, that's how Heidi and I were really connected as well through the uh, quit trip and support groups. It's my nonprofit that I started back in 2010. And so Rojo and Kenneth, they're going to be helping me with the OG therapy teen boy support groups. And then I have some other, uh, other young women and, uh, other ladies are going to be helping me out with OG therapy 
teen girl support groups. Those will be weekly support groups that um, we're going to give the very first month away for free. So stay tuned to that starting at the end of April. So the very first month for free, it's going to be through Zoom. Um, you can have your daughters or your, your sons tune into that and see if it's something they'd be interested in. And after the first week, uh, after the first month for free, we'll be charging a very reasonable price to get four hours throughout the month of your kids connecting with other teens, other peers, while also getting suggestions, ideas, and having someone such as myself run these groups so it's effective for everybody to, to vibe off their friends, share ideas, get information, give each other support. We focus on three specific things, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, meaning other people who are also trying to better themselves, connecting and supporting. So when you surround yourself around other people who are trying to better themselves, they're trying to level up in their mental, emotional, physical well-being, relationships of any sort. And when you surround yourself around those types of people, there forms a bond and a connection. That bond and connection allows you to just really have a, not just a community in the sense of like just a group of people together, but allows you to have to have a social group outside of your family and outside of your friends. Another resource for you to get knowledge, information, feedback, and like the groups suggest support. So look forward to that information coming up in the very near future. Like I said, all that will be starting in April. We have plenty um, information, uh, the marketing on that for uh, those groups um, in uh, the Instagram posts on our reels and anywhere that you follow or get information about Light the Fight, I mean, about OG therapy, um, you'll be, it's right now it's on the Light the Fight channel. We'll talk about that later. But anything that you do to follow me, Kenneth Scott, Rojo, any of the stuff that we post out there, you'll be seeing all that information about how to get your kids involved in those teen support groups. And then last but not least, in the month of May, we'll also be starting an OG therapy parent support group as well. So for all you parents out there that would like uh, more information and be able to get on a Zoom call, talk to me personally, hear from other parents to, to kind of just like the teenagers give each other, surround, connect, support one another, have a community, have a group of people that you can understand what they're going through. And also that can help you understand what you're going through, how to come up with better solutions to your problems. That's me launching in May. So April's going to be a big month. We're going to be switching the podcast to our individual studios. Uh, we have some good enough technology that it's not going to be bad zoom quality. It's going to be very sharp, very clear. We're going to have our own individual cameras. And so it's going to be kind of like a zoom type of meeting from our own studios, but it's going to sound great. And it's going to look great. And then we got the support groups in May for the teenagers and the support groups for parents in May or April for the teenagers, May for the parents. And like I said, we'll keep you posted on all of our social media about that. So now let me get to today's episode. So every single episode from now on is going to be answering individual questions. So right now I'm about to answer one question. Then I'm going to do this will be uh, this will be episode uh, 23. Then I'm going to answer another question that'll be episode 24. We have so many questions from kids at this assembly and then other kids that have been messaging me throughout past couple months, also teenagers that I are my students in class. I decided I'm just going to start answering all these questions. That way it'll be easier for you to find and also let's be honest, teenagers aren't the biggest fans of listening to an hour podcast. So each question is going to be just that question, give the information what that question is. That way, if you want to share this with your kids, family members, friends, there'll be more bite-sized pieces for you guys to share it with. And so I'm going to start off with uh, this question for today. And then, um, like I said, we'll have episode 24, 25. And with all the hundreds of questions we got, we're going to have a lot of episodes pretty quickly. So here we go. The first one is, 
Okay, not the first one, but today's episode is how do I identify and cope with manipulative parents? Now, this question came from our most recent assembly at Fremont High School. This is a question that when I first saw it, I was like, I got to do this one sooner than later. I don't know if any of you guys knew this and remember this episode and this podcast now specifically directed towards teenagers, but all parents are actually manipulative. Now, hold judgment real quick. Now, if you're laughing, go ahead and laugh. But let me explain to you why I'm saying all parents are actually manipulative. If your parent has told you when you're five years old, hey, if you don't go run in the street when the ball goes in the street and I'm watching from the kitchen or whatever and I see you stay in the front yard and you don't, you know, get yourself in, you know, in trouble or hurt by running across the street, then I will give you a piece of candy. And if you look at your parent and let's say you've been chasing the ball across the street, your parent runs out or runs out and yells at you or they open up the window, what are you doing? Don't get down the street. That's dangerous. If you don't really get that message, your parents may do something like, hey, if you don't do it for the rest of the day or ever again, every time you play outside, I'll give you a piece of candy. That's manipulation. How do I know? Because that's exactly what I did with my son. My son had a habit of running in the street whenever the ball fell in the street, something ran the street, and he'd just go run in the street and wouldn't look both ways. But my son likes candy more than he likes getting that ball. So when I told him, hey, I'll give you a piece of candy, if you stay out here for an hour, but you don't run across the street, my son was like, huh, candy? Me like candy. I'll go get that. Right? I won't go get that because I like the candy. My wife heard about this. My wife goes, what are you doing? My wife's a nut, oh, a health nut, a health freak. So when my wife heard about this, she's like, what are you doing? He's going to have candy. Like, you need a piece of candy every single time he comes out and plays. Like, that's going to be too much candy. He's going to have cavities. And she started like debating with me about it. And I simply said, well, honey, I'd rather him have a cavity than be hit by a car and dead. She looked at me and she's like, mm. she knew I won that argument. My point is that your parents have been manipulating your whole entire life. Now, if you look at the word manipulation, I don't mean manipulation in a negative way. Manipulation at its core, at it's, it's just the basic level of what it means, simply means to tweak or to change something. If you manipulate like a screw, right, you're turning the screw. You manipulate a nail, you're hitting it with the hammer and pushing it into a piece of wood. You are changing or tweaking something. You're not necessarily doing it for a bad reason. In fact, your parents are master manipulators because they've had to manipulate you to do your homework, do your chores, to listen to them, respect them, to come home on time. Your parents have constantly always been manipulating you. So the first thing when, when I looked at this question, I was like, you know, I wanted to make it really clear that if you have parents that are manipulating you, it's probably something that they've been doing for a long time. Now, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. I'm assuming this question, how would you identify and cope with manipulative parents? Sounds like to me that this person is telling me that the manipulation of the parents is unhealthy. Now, there's healthy manipulation, like the one I suggested, you know, not suggested, the one I said I've done with my son to save him from getting hit by a car. And there's unhealthy manipulation. The unhealthy manipulation can be excessive guilt trips, can be getting your kid to do things for you because you don't want them or uh, you don't want to do it yourself. I know a lot of parents who are just flat out lazy. Now, doesn't mean that they're bad parents, but sometimes, or the parents I'm thinking of, they err on the sides of having their kids do things for them that they could simply do. 
Now there's an argument. It's like, oh, that's why I have kids so that they can help out and they can contribute. I'm talking about the parents that are not doing their normal parent responsibilities. They're not preparing dinner. They're not uh, providing food and providing, you know, clothes and, you know, the basic things for their kids that they need, uh, taking care of those things. Some parents like, my kid's got to be able to be independent. Well, at six years old, your kid shouldn't be making dinner and doing their own laundry. At least I don't think so. So I'm assuming this question is, if well, how do I cope with manipulative parents? Meaning it's more of a mind manipulation. It's more of emotional manipulation. This can happen. There are some parents out there, not saying they're bad people, but they can have really bad habits. Maybe your parents have picked up bad habits from their parents. Maybe their parents are really manipulative to them and they only think, well, that's what my parents did to me, so I'm going to manipulate you back as well. So assuming this is coming from a, a young person that has, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. You have some parents with some really bad habits, mentally and emotionally manipulative. The best thing that you can do in this situation is first off, talk to your parents, not when they're mad, not when they're manipulating you. Now, I don't know in this particular person's situation how bad it is, so I got to be pretty general as you can listen to the, the intro to the podcast. This is not actual therapy. It's called OG therapy, which really in translation means like street old school advice, like helping someone out. Even though I'm a therapist, I'm not trying to be your therapist right now. So the first thing I would tell you is that try to pull your parent aside. Try to tell your parent, not that you think they're manipulating you. Try to tell your parent that what is going on isn't helping you. Like this doesn't work for you. So I'll give you an example. I counseled a mother a long time ago. Luckily, she got over this habit. But she got in the habit of having her oldest daughter not just babysit the kids, not just cook the dinner, not just um, do most of the motherly responsibilities. Now, this girl is 15 years old. She was doing the majority of mom's responsibilities. Mom would come home from work. She was tired. She'd get on social media. She'd go into her room. She'd lock her door. And turns out that mom was doing a little, a little drinky drinky. She would hear her mom laughing, joke around with her girlfriends. And she says, hey, get the dinner ready for the kids. Get this, get that. The mom was a single mom. She was tired. The mom felt it's not fair that I'm in this situation. I have to take care of these kids. My oldest daughters, she's capable of doing it. So I'll just let her do that. Well, the mom brought the oldest daughter in for counseling because the oldest daughter started having some behavioral issues. The oldest daughter started to buck back. The oldest daughter daughter started to sneak out at night. She started to not listen to the mom. So the mom's like, I'm going to take her to see a therapist. Now, the mom made pretty decent money. So they weren't a broke family. In fact, she made really good money. She brought her into me. And I identified really quickly that the daughter did not respect the mom. When I talked to the daughter, she told me my mom is always telling me she can't do it because this, she can't do it because that. If I tell her, well, mom, I'm tired. She, mom had struggles with, you know, mental and emotional struggles herself. So the mom would tell her, well, I can't do this because, you know, I'm, I'm very sad. I'm very depressed. And, you know, if the daughter stood up and said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, well, nobody loves me. Like, I'm a single mom. I have a hard time. She'd break down crying. The daughter had a weak spot in her in that if she saw her mom crying, she would get sad and sensitive and say, okay, mom, I take care of our siblings or my siblings. But she knew that the kids wanted mom. The kids would bang on her door and mom be like, leave me alone. Quit interrupting. This is mom time. I've been working hard all day. So after we'd met for a little while, the daughter said, I can't take this anymore. I started to understand that. And the mom kind of admitted a little bit that she's not the best when it comes to motherly responsibilities. Did she love her kids? Yes. But she liked her free time and felt it wasn't fair that she had, you know, 
let's say three to five kids somewhere around there. And she was responsible for them by herself. Well, I finally had the daughter tell the mom in a counseling session, which is obviously a safe place to tell them. I had the daughter tell the mom that what was happening, it, it wasn't working for anymore. She said, mom, I shouldn't be mean to you. I shouldn't disrespect you. I shouldn't talk back to you. I shouldn't do those things. But I realized, mom, I'm holding resentment towards you because I feel like I'm doing things that I really, you know, I really shouldn't do, or I'm not the best person to do these things. Like you're the best person to do these things. And she simply asked her mom, it's like, could we figure out something else? Because I don't want you to feel like I don't love you. And I don't want to feel like I'm doing your job for you either. Now, again, this is a general suggestion to pull your parent aside and to tell them that this is really hard for you. You'd be, it'd be easier for you to be motivated in a different way. Now, if you're dealing with, you know, the type of manipulation that's very unhealthy in the sense where it's causing you serious psychological and emotional damage or challenge or uh, distress, really advocate for yourself and ask your parents if you can see a professional. Because the story I'm telling you was I was able to help out with this. Now, sometimes parents don't want their kids to see professionals um, for money reasons. Sometimes they don't want to see them for the simple fact that it kind of can bring up a lot of stuff. And a lot of parents have told me that at first they're reluctant to see even me as a therapist, even though I came like, you know, highly recommended from one of their friends, because that's how usually people would find out about me. They would say they're resistant. And they didn't really want to come see me because they were scared that they were going to be the problem or, or I was going to like look at them like they're bad parents. I don't think most parents are bad parents. I think most parents that aren't doing a good job or having certain issues and challenges, they just don't have enough information. Maybe they have some bad habits. Maybe they get caught up in the, in the power struggle and not realize that, you know, when you're struggling with your kids, you're fighting back and forth. Everyone feels like they're losing. No one feels like they're winning. So that'd be my suggestion. Try pulling them aside. Try to talk to your parents and telling them that this is not really working anymore. And, and you don't want to be disrespectful. You don't want to be, you know, a pain to them. You don't want to be a problem to them. You do want to do the things they want you to do, but the way they're going about doing it isn't making you motivated or it doesn't make you feel good. Try to be sensitive. Try to be vulnerable like that. Now, if that's not working out or if you tried something like that, please advocate for yourself, which means ask them if you could see someone. Maybe don't ask them to see someone because you have issues with them. Just tell them, hey, listen, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling, you know, whatever it may be, however you describe, you know, your challenges. So I think I'd really be able to benefit from talking to someone. And, you know, you can spin that in a way. It's like, hey, mom, dad, it could help us with our relationship too if I just able to talk to someone instead of holding in all this frustration and stress. So that's the answer for this episode. Stay tuned. I'm going to have another episode with another question in just a little bit. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel. It's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. 
And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.